BDNG podcast. My name is Tina McKenzie and I am the Education Development Lead for the BDNG. I hope you enjoy listening to the BDNG podcast and find them beneficial to your practice. These podcasts are sponsored by Amaral. Amaral has no influence over the content of these podcasts. Happy listening. Okay, hello and welcome to the BDNG at Harrogate. Today we are recording with Christine Roxburgh and she is the CEO of the Eczema Outreach uh, Support Charity. Um, So we're very excited to have her on the podcast this morning. Um, So alongside me, I have my colleague Emmanuel Tony. who do you want to introduce yourself, Manny? Hello, yeah, I'm an, uh, my name's Emmanuel Manny. I'm an ACP in Dermatology at Imperial. And uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about the Eczema Outreach support and you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your charity please yeah so hi everyone i'm christine roxborough i'm the chief exec of eczema outreach support um so we're a charity that supports children young people and families across the uk um and help them with the the day-to-day challenges of managing eczema So the charity started about 11 years ago now and it really just started as a a kind of small grassroots charity in Scotland and it was started by um, a lady who had three children and one of her children had severe eczema and she was just looking to meet other families that, that were in a similar situation and so her child with eczema could also meet other children um, that also had the same condition and, and looked like they had kind of sore, um, sore skin because she kept on saying to her mum, it's only me that has this condition. So the charity was just set up as a really kind of small organisation to bring families together, organise little family events and it really has just grown you know, hugely fast in, in, since, in, so it's grown hugely fast in the last 11 years. And about four years ago, we went from being a Scot- Scottish charity to being a UK-wide charity. And we now support about 4,000 families UK-wide. Wow, that's really good to hear that you've now extended that to, to the rest of the UK as well. So how did you actually get involved in this? So I got involved, um, I'd had eczema all of my life and um, I saw the charity was being set up um, and it wasn't too far from where I lived so I decided that I wanted to try and give a bit back and see if there's anything I could do to volunteer for the organisation because it was such a, a topic close to my heart. So I started off um, volunteering and going along and helping at events, um, bringing families together um, and really it just kind of snowballed from there. I ended up being able to, I actually left my job in the corporate world and got a little, we got a little bit of funding that I started off working for the charity two days a week and I think the initial funding was for three months and then we were just lucky we managed to kind of keep the funding going in again coming into the charity and um, so I ended up working alongside the founder um, to really set up all the services and and the more I spoke to families and heard all their different challenges and, and the different things that were going on for them it just gave us more and more ideas of what we could do so um, the founder of the charity was you know fantastic at fundraising and you know finding money for different projects I would be able to kind of set up all the projects and um and we try lots of different things and we've tried lots of different um you know kind of pilot programs over the years from you know peer support groups um up in Inverness to you know events in in London um a whole range of different types of of um, projects to finally kind of come to a kind of core service that works really well um for families it supports lots of families and we continue all the time to look for new ways to support families and reach people 
that we haven't managed to reach yet. And um, I took on the role of chief exec at the start of this year in January when the founder moved on um, to do something else. So um, at that point, the charity had been up and running for about 10 years. So it feels like the next chapter um, in the in the, in the the um, story of Exma outreach support and how we support families. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like it was a big change, but very a very rewarding one for moving from the corporate world to, to charity. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And I think because... Um, I'm so passionate about about the cause. You know, I'm, I've been a young person with eczema myself, still struggle um, with it today. That um, every time I get a flare up, it reminds me of you know why I'm doing this job and wh- how important it is um, to be there helping you know children and young people and families deal with the, the condition better. I think quite often it can be a really minimised condition. People don't realise um, the impact that it can have on on someone's life. Um, I think because although the stats are quite high that a lot of people do have eczema, for many people it's maybe just a little bit of itchy skin behind their knee or, or in their elbow. But for for some, when it's a lot more you know severe, really it can have a massive impact, and people don't realise the impact it can have. Uh, so, what kind time when you talk about support? What type of support do you offer as a charity? Yeah, so we have a whole range of support for families now. Um, so we offer one-to-one support, and that's with family support workers. So families can be supported on the phone or you know on Zoom or, or Teams, um, also kind of WhatsApp, email, however, you know, whatever works best for a family. And uh, we don't offer medical advice, it's practical and emotional support, um, but we can talk through you know, the the family situation and see if there's anything we can do to help. Sometimes families find it really useful, um, maybe if a dermatologist has given them, um, you know, the next option of a treatment is maybe to try an immunosuppressant drug. The family's not sure. We're just a kind of sounding sounding board for the family. They can talk it through with us. We can go through the pros and cons and the family can make their own choice and, and go back to you know, the dermatologist with an answer. Um, we also have um, a closed Facebook group so families can speak to other families and again in the same scenario if a you know if a family's trying to decide on what the next treatment should be sometimes you see families put in the support group you know has anyone tried you know methotrexate and there'll be other families that come on and say yes my child's tried that it worked really well sometimes I think it just takes the anxiety out of decisions for families when they can uh, speak to other families that have been through a similar situation Um, we also um, we do a lot of work um, with the children directly we have two kind of virtual clubs um, that uh, support the children directly we also go into schools and do school workshops um, and they can be done face-to-face in class or also um, we do online workshops and that's just for children that are maybe having a hard time at school they might be being bullied because their skin's a bit different or you know other um, pupils in the class not wanting to hold their hand and we come in and do a bit of an education piece around eczema what it is what it what it's what it'd be like to be a good friend to someone um, that has eczema and we have resources for secondary uh, schools as well Um, we also um, have a, a youth panel um, so they're young people that are aged between 16 and 24 who all have eczema themselves and they are really involved um, 
you know, setting the, the, the strategy for the organisation. They come along to our board meetings and they now go out and talk to, um, you know, healthcare professionals, share the patient voice, share what it's like to actually be a young person with eczema and um, are doing a lot of influencing work to make things better for eczema patients. Oh, fantastic. And I think that's great. It's zero to 17, is that right? You mainly cater for and then you have these youth adults who come into the younger age group to basically... Would you say mentor? Not mentor, but I suppose share what it's maybe like to be slightly older mm-hmm. um, with eczema. And then, you know, for example, um, the youth panel are speaking today um, yeah. to, you know, dermatology nurses. So it just helps sometimes bring the patient voice to, to different forums and, um, yeah, maybe just... Um, help share what it's like um, you know some of them have had experiences where um, you know maybe they've been their their mental health's been struggling all to do with their their eczema and what that was like and you know just trying to raise awareness of maybe the the things that maybe sit alongside eczema but are maybe not necessarily the focus of a dermatology appointment which is maybe looking just at treatments. Mm-hmm. And then in terms of um, I suppose your colleagues and, and staff that work with the eczema Irish support do they have a, a background in or have some experience with eczema or how, how does that work yeah so our board about 75 percent of our board um of the charity have experience of, of eczema whether they're a parent of a child with eczema or they have eczema themselves and the same in terms of our, our staff um so for example Myself, I have eczema, I've got experience of that, also a child with eczema. And then, um, you know, other members of our staff are, are similar, they've got children with eczema. And say someone, a nurse that's listening to this podcast, if they were to want to get involved with the charity, and alternatively, if they were to have a patient that they think could benefit, A, can they get involved? And also, how would they reach out to, you know, get a, a family that's struggling in contact with yourselves? Yeah, so yeah, we're always looking for for nurses to to be involved. For example, we run webinars. I think that I didn't mention that when I talked about all the different services we, we do. So we have events um, where we bring families together and we usually have a healthcare professional that we come and speak to families and we also run webinars as well. So if anyone would like to um you know, be on, on one of our webinars and we would be absolutely delighted. Um, and also, um, you know, healthcare professionals um, can be involved in at board level, for example, um, with the charity as well. It's really important that they're, they're kind of part of the organisation. If um, all our services are free, for families um, to join the charity. So please feel free for, for nurses to, to signpost any family to, the, to our organisation because it doesn't cost you know, a family anything to benefit from all our services. Um, and once a family joins, they receive a welcome pack from us, which is a kind of a box that they'll get through the door that's got resources for both the parent and also resources for the child. Things like a cool pack get sent to the child so they can put it on itchy skin or little fiddle toys to keep hands busy instead of um, you know scratching so there's lots of kind of practical tools for the family in the welcome pack and that's all completely free so a nurse can either contact us directly or they can just um, hand out a leaflet to to a, um, a family and they can find our website and join that way lovely thank you very much so under the um, we can support you on your your website so you have different categories so you have the high five club and then you have the xy club so the, so how does this work then so so for example the high five club obviously they're kind of pr- more primary school age children 
So they would get things like a fiddle toy and the cool pack, etc. Um, and resources, books that are, um, you know, kind of targeted at their age group. Whereas the XY club are, is more kind of secondary school um, children. So again, the resources are just kind of tailored to, to them. And depending on if we hear, um, you know, a young person is maybe kind of struggling with um, you know, self-esteem or mental health there's different resources we can send on for that and we also signpost um, to other charities for example changing faces if there's a child that's really struggling um, with for example confidence we'll sometimes be able to sign in, signpost into other um, charities who maybe do workshops on confidence specifically um, so yeah we really do our best to kind of support children in a you know a kind of a well-rounded way we kind of listen to what the main issues are and try to make sure that we can um you know find resources or find um tools that can help a child yeah no definitely and then i can see here you have so an instagram group chat so with respect to that do you have um staff members monitoring the group chat in case someone says you know that they're suffering from really low mood yeah absolutely so um yeah we monitor so we have an instagram um chat group for the the kind of teenagers and yeah absolutely that is monitored to make sure um that the chat is is safe um obviously we want it to be a forum for for the young people to be able to share how they're feeling but it's just trying to spot if there's anything harmful or unsafe and then we would take action and it's the same with our closed facebook group where parents are communicating with each other um again we want it to be a really kind of open forum for for parents to be able to share you know how they're feeling or the the particular problems that they're having but we do have to monitor that as well you know particularly around if parents are maybe putting pictures of their child's eczema in the group then you know it can't be of a you know kind of a, a naked child you know putting yeah. things like that yeah. on online yeah. you know there's a lot of kind of safeguarding um, issues that we have to be careful with and also we have to be careful about some kind of topics um for example you know kind of topical steroid withdrawal um is a, is a has a been a big one in the past six months now obviously that is a you know a, a kind of a valid um thing but sometimes the way some members talk about it it can be harmful for other members of the group, um, almost making other parents maybe feel a bit guilty about putting steroids on their child. So in that kind of instance, we have we'd have to kind of take action. That we can't just leave some topics to kind of run and run and see where they go. We would have to make sure that it's it's a safe and a well balanced kind of conversation. So all our online forums are monitored. That's really, really, really good to hear. Yeah. yeah, really important. I think you picked up on a very important point about particularly sometimes the topical steroid withdrawal because uh, I know that we have experienced that in our outpatient clinics and it can be quite a, an emotive conversation at times. So it's really good that kind of there's a there's a balancing there yeah. that's happening. Uh, I've just got a question around the severity uh, of uh, the child's eczema. Do you have a severity requirement or can people refer even with mild eczema? Yeah, even with mild eczema because sometimes we, we find actually that families that are maybe... Um, they haven't been referred into secondary care, so they're being, you know, treated by the GP. Actually, sometimes um, they need a lot more support than maybe someone that's been referred into secondary care and they're being seen by the dermatology nurses and and the dermatologist. At primary care level, sometimes um, families haven't had any any education about how to use the treatments, you know, the steroids, the emollients, etc. And 
actually they're the ones that, that maybe need all of that kind of explained, the importance of how to use the steroids, you know, how to use the emollients, that it's really important that they keep on going with the emollients, all of those kind of things. So actually, you know, some families would actually really benefit from, from speaking to our family support workers when they're in primary care and haven't yet reached um, secondary care or they're maybe waiting for the referral. Where do you see uh, the eczema outreach support fitting into the patient's um, kind of overall journey? So I think we've got a part to play in really just kind of complementing the excellent work that dermatology and GPs do to treat, you know, children, young people with eczema. I very much see us um, being there to maybe have the time um, to, to chat to families, talk through their concerns that maybe, um, you know, nurses and uh, GPs and dermatologists maybe just don't have necessarily in clinic. We've got you know, we could be chatting to a family for an hour, you know, at a time, whereas, you know, obviously you'd be very restricted in, in your appointments. So we've definitely got the time to be a listening ear for families and to hear the kind of challenges that they're having. It could be, you know, the impact that... Um, on their finances that eczema's having. We quite often speak to families where um, maybe a parent's had to give up work because, you know, the, the impact that eczema's having on the family is just huge. And, the you know, maybe the mum is having to go into school to put creams on the child during the day. So it's even just, you know, that kind of aspect um, and the emotional aspect, the impact on a parent's mental health can also be huge as well. They're not getting enough sleep. Um, the impact on siblings um, quite often can be quite large as well. Well, so, so we've got the time to talk about all the things that go around, you know, and impact the whole family. Um, you know, you know, there may be, you know, the, the kind of one child in the family with eczema, but quite often the ripple effect can be huge across the family life. So we've got the time to, to be able to, to chat to families um, and talk that through and being a bit of a listening ear. So thank you so much um, for providing that little bit of um, whistle-stop tour about eczema outreach support. Um, so what would be your take-home message then for the nurses listening to this? So I think um, for me, it would just be, you know, um, communicate again. Please feel free to signpost any families at all um, that, that you see that you're you're treating eczema in a, a child or young, a young person. Um, please feel free to, to signpost them to us as an organisation. As I mentioned before, it's completely free. Um, you know, there's absolutely no cost at all. And there is support there for, um, you know, a parent, a young child and also an adolescent. Um, maybe another thing to mention is um, that we're about to start looking at all the resources we have for teenagers because, you know, it can be, you know, a difficult age to, to engage with treatments. And I'm sure you see that in your clinics all the time. Quite often they just don't want to engage with, with treatments and, and they just wish the eczema would go away really and they could just be like their friends. So we're about to start looking at all the resources we have for teenagers. Um, so please feel free if you do come across any teenagers in clinic to to signpost them to us because the more teenagers that we have to help us you know, develop good resources, the, the better. Or if you as a, a nurse have ideas about what we could develop for teenagers, then please do get in touch. That would be amazing. We're going to be using our youth panel to help develop all the resources because obviously they are you know kind of the, the right age teenagers you know kind of young 20s but the more people we can get involved the better well lovely thank you very much for sharing and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get you a few more nurses involved because it sounds like such a great opportunity and just centralizing the patient voice i think is so important and uh, the bad the youth panel did such a, an incredible 
talk and I'm sure it will be just as good this time around at the BDNG. So thank you so much. Um, do you want to just maybe tell people what's the best way to get in contact? Is it is it via the, your website mainly? Probably the website's yeah. uh, the best port of call. So that's uh, our website is eos.org.uk or, and anyone can um, contact me directly or my email is christine at eos.org.uk. Fantastic, Perfect. lovely. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For further information on the BDNG, visit our website bdng.org.uk and watch out for the next BDNG podcast, which is coming soon.